Righto, trendsetters, rug up with us this winter. Next merch drop coming in hot. 14th of May, Tuesday, 6pm at alphablokes.com.au. We've got our two hoodie designs. These designs won't be coming back. We've got a light colour. We've got a dark colour. These things are unreal. We can't wait for you to start wearing them around the flats and rugging up next to the fire. 6pm, Tuesday, 14th of May. Don't miss out. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. We're back, and we're fucking straight into it too. <laughs> Shout out to Better Beer. Here to give the everyday battler a voice, delete head noise one laugh at a time. Uh, yeah, today's guest, Lukey Stowe, podcast producer and content creator. How are you, brother? I'm good. Excited to be here. Yeah, fucking ice, mate. Am I one of the furthest guests? Yeah, where, so you're, where, where are you, Sydney? Sydney, yeah. Yeah, we've had a few, few people from all over, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, no, a few from Sydney, I think. Maybe a couple from Melbourne. Yeah, but no, yeah. Super stoked to be here, boys. Nah. Fucking been a good weekend. Yeah, fucking oath, mate. I'd say we we got to catch up, but we have a bit, eh? Over yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> we've caught a lot. And this is the first um, beer I've actually half felt like since then. So. Yeah, mate. I'm exactly the same. We mm. definitely gave it a nudge the other night. So. Oh, 100 percent. It was a great night too. Had by all. Unreal. Yeah. So, mate. Um, pretty much. Podcasts are new as a whole. Everyone's still learning, you know, as they go. And you have been involved in this scene for a fair while now, bro, and, like, a part of some successful brands, people who know what they're doing um, and stuff like that. You would have seen a lot and learned a lot behind the scenes, which has allowed you to go and kick off your own thing now. And I just thought it'd be cool to get you on, talk about that experience and just fucking, yeah, what's been happening. Mate, yeah, you, you know me, I nerd out on all this stuff. We go back and forth probably like once every like month, yeah, just via just, text, nerding out and everything that's yeah. going on in the industry. But yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, I'm sort of the behind the scenes, the Quinny of levels, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, been around doing content and podcasting stuff for like four or five years now in the industry. So a um, bit of experience in that space. And I just love connecting with people like yourselves and just mm. everyone in the industry that... 
um, I know I just I kind of nerd out on it. So mm. it's my little I can I love talking about what's working for others and what people are doing and yeah. just trying to see what we can use in our business and That's what right. other people are doing. You know, like you said, man. Every now and again, once a month, I'll ask you a question about something and then go backwards and forwards about features that have been updated on like a host platform mm. or different ways you can promote shit or use stuff. And like you said, I'd. Generally, before I found this, wouldn't really have found something like that I can talk about and be excited about with someone yeah. where someone else would be like, fuck, and that's boring as shit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, find someone to relate to is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So, but mate, super excited to be here and um, go through the journey and mate, just have a few of these. Yeah, for sure. So, what, mate, to kick off into this scene, I suppose, because you're 30... 32 in Jan. Which absolutely blew me away, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Baby face. When I yeah. first met you, man, I'm like, oh, he's this young bloke having a crack. You know, here you are, you're fucking older than me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I it's, like, it's bizarre. Like, I've had, like, a, I do have a lot of experience in just life, I guess, given... Mm. Well, I started, so I started straight out of school as a mortgage broker. I was the guy yeah, in the right. bank, the meter greeter. So sort of off the back, you sort of always learning how to communicate and talk to people because that's what I, you walk in that, hey, do you want to open an account, term deposit, blah, blah, blah. And this is like, what, 2010. Yeah. And then from there, pretty much quickly went straight into the lending side of it as an 18-year-old kid. Imagine you trying to get a mortgage now and you go and you see little young Lukey yeah. to try and get your loan. So you sort of have to learn to age yourself up a little bit in that sort of world. Try and relate to them before you're like knocking them back on something yeah. and everything. And what do you know? Come 100%. Yeah. So I did that in the branch for a couple of years and then you get promoted up the scale and you're a mobile banker. Yeah. So I just pretty much spent like my early 20s in just people's living rooms um, all across uh, New South, well, Sydney, for example. Um, I made a big deal to try and cover as much of Sydney as I can because yeah. eventually I wanted to become an independent mortgage broker back then. Um, so I'd go out to like Mount Druid. I'd go to like the richest parts of Sydney. So I just had a huge scope of being mm. able to communicate and get along with sort of anyone that I was put in a room with to get a lot to sell them a home loan. Yeah. So I think when I decided to then shift into this world, a lot of the creatives, especially like the behind the scenes people, the skill set is like the Premiere Pro and the editing and you're sitting in front of a screen, you're not really communicating with people. Mm. But when I first came in, I had the communication piece down pat and I was just learning all these new skills and I'm like, oh, you can – it's sort of more of a marketing approach to me than sort yeah. of an editing approach. So that's always fared me well. But, yeah, in terms of how I actually transitioned it from that world, went into broking, had two business partners there. They're still doing it. They're killing it in that world. And I was just – I always had like a creative itch. Like I was always the kid with the camera. I'd like bought a GoPro, would film mm. all my ski trips and edit them up in like Sony Vegas, yep. torrented like mm. back in the day. And then uh, once we're doing breaking for a bit, I was like, I get super invested in like the Facebook ads, the flyers, the what the brand looked like. And the only way we made money was if I was selling the loans and like, actually talking to people yeah so i was like well i've obviously got this creative itch let's try and scratch it so then um the way that i got into content was you know when you're on like sports center and bleacher report and all that and like a athlete changes teams let's use the nba for example yeah. and you see them in the new jersey and i'm like fuck that looks so real how did that do it so then i just learned how to do a jersey swap tutorial yeah. downloaded photoshop for the first time had a crack played around with it and like learning it from that perspective you learn all the different tools in the software and then I started applying it in all different other areas in sports graphics and because mm. that's how I, I started an account on Instagram called The Drip Media just as an alias to what I was doing. 
posting stuff, tagging people like Roasty, Kempi. Yeah. Um, got a little bit of exposure through there. A um, couple of Instagram accounts I was working with behind the scenes on their branding and marketing and polishing up their templates and things. Yeah. And then um, the boys at YKTR, I came across their radar the same way that sort of at Roasty or Kempi as well. Um, got chatting with them and that's sort of how the journey started content-wise. Yeah. And YKTR, obviously that's a well-known brand and Ice and all the boys there well, over the last few years have been big in the space and always seem... And that's how I like, got onto you with YKTR and um, Levels and that. Like I said, yeah, it's always been such a polished product when it goes on there. Like, obviously, there's a lot of knowledge there behind the scenes that goes into making something look really good. And I think it's a big thing, a first impression of everything looks just crisp and smick, you know? Mm. So is there, did you learn a lot of that while you were with YKTR and build through there? Or like? Yeah, so YKTR obviously um, started vlogging. So Isaac was probably like the pioneer in that world of sort of documenting your story. Like you look at like the Gary V's and all those sort of characters in overseas. Yeah. Um, he sort of adopted that and brought it into his business and that's why they're so successful. They've just like, you look back 10 years from now, they'll have the coolest documentary on the journey of their story yeah. because he had the foresight to sort of film and record and document the whole process. So mm. I came in, we were doing a little bit more vlogging and then the team grew and we just had so much stuff going on and there was always something to film. Um, and then I um, wanted to get into podcasting. So he just started a couple months before I'd got there the ice project that he was doing. And then I came on board and uh, taught myself how to be a producer and editor and upgraded my laptop so mm. I could make, so I had like a shitbox laptop. So bought my own laptop so I could video edit a little bit better and then just taught myself like school of YouTube, same way that I learned Photoshop. Yeah. I just implement, implemented that into the Premiere Pro side of things. And there are some similarities like keyboard shortcuts and everything like that. Um, but yeah, just taught myself how to do all that whilst obviously being filming, editing my ski edits and all that sort of stuff back in the day, it wasn't new to me, but I still wanted to be better and mm. be the best. So you're just watching YouTube tutorials and teaching yourself how to do all that. Um, and then we just started doing an umbrella of podcasts and the YKTR. So that was sort of my part um, that I looked after the editing, uploading, micro content, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and because I, I like love all the US com like the podcast and yeah. the comedy scene over there. That's my favorite, like Theo Vaughn, that little Rogan crew. Yeah. I've been a massive fan of them for years. And like it was just cool to sort of be a part of the journey for us little Sydney pocket of podcasts to start that from yeah. back in the YKTR <clears throat> days. Cause it's given like everyone sort of looked at what we did and like, oh, we can do that. And mm. so much success and there's so much room for everyone to eat and everyone's killing it. Yeah. Sort of off the back of doing the like Kempi having the podcast then ice having the podcast and then it now look at the whole scene it's oh that's cool right. it definitely is a little hub down there right for you guys that it's pretty much kicked off at and now like they're spread everywhere there's millions of them or whatever but yeah it definitely was a hub of you guys sort of starting a movement i suppose yeah and down it's that area. like everyone collaborates with each other everyone works together there's so much like i said so much um so much for everyone to eat. There's mm. so many people. Everyone's got different ideas, different audiences. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's a good pocket of Sydney to be in for that space. Um, but it's also cool to seeing like the impact that we've had on like you guys and everything mm. like that too. Yeah, it would have been good um, for you at the start when, I, when you had that umbrella of shows, what you're doing for you. Like when you learn a new skill, often it's hard to perfect it because you can't do it very often. 
but you would have been able to just fucking pretty much get swamped with having to do it, which would have helped your skill level build pretty quick. 100%. We, like, um, it was it was good trying as much stuff as we did, which gave me the opportunity to learn what works, what doesn't work. Um, we had, like, probably, like, five or six, seven different podcasts mm. um, going on at the same time pretty much. Maybe Maybe not that many, but... Um, we were doing a lot and different shows, different types of things. And I think maybe we went a little bit too wide. We tried a little bit too hard, but the, the benefit is like we all had the opportunity to learn from all of um, doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so we yeah. had like Jordan's room, we had sports show, we had all this stuff going on, um, the doozy club, all these sort of things that we were doing. And we we're probably trying to go too wide with not enough resources to sort of maintain it and do it at a level that, um, I certainly felt comfortable with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's in terms of being able to learn off the back of that, I've just learned so much. And I've got, I'd love to actually count how many podcasts I've produced in that little period because it'd be probably, I reckon I've done 500 yeah. podcasts, edit, upload clips. Yeah, individual yep. episodes, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to look back, like, to, it'd be an interesting thing to do. So, um, yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many years are you in now? This would be coming up five yep. in May next year, sort of when I quit that broking job. So, which you wouldn't find many other in that that have that much experience, because as a whole, like we said before, especially in Australia, it's definitely not- an Australian OG in the editing world, surely for podcasts. Yeah, I guess um, that sort of last five years, everything sort of kicked off. Yeah, like, mm. we just happened to be early and trying to do it um, back then because we just had the foresight of knowing that sort of where everything's going and have some pretty cool meetings with some cool people these days. Like you've just got, it used to be just like the creators doing the podcast. Now yeah. it's like the businesses want to mm. do the podcast. So yeah, I think there's sure. like a, there's a world when there's too many podcasts just in general. Yeah. So I think there'll be an equilibrium soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's uh, smart for any business almost to have a podcast these days to explain their brand and explain their so- services that they do. Yeah. What better way to storytell yeah, than exactly. to do a podcast? Or so. if you want to promote something. Just yeah. fucking say it. Yeah, and yeah. Put it on your own channel. Exactly right. I still think there's power in like the storytelling side of it. Like if if you go into a podcast to go, this is how I'm going to sell my TV. Like you're not going to be a successful podcast. But if mm. you come up with a story and the back end, and I don't know, TV's maybe not the best example, but you get what I mean. Yeah, like if yeah. you're just storytelling and then off the back of it, you're a TV TV. Well, company. that's like marketing campaigns, man. Yeah. You want to create something that's eye-catching and appealing and maybe humorous or a bit of drama about it and the backstory, the hidden message there is, hey, get this or mm. th- this product or something instead of just buy this. Yes. You know what I mean? You've got to create something for people to, you know, share that video or whatever 100%. or like it. 100%. Um, I had a think before when you were saying about the bank, right, and it was like, you know, all the people skills and that there. Was it fucking fun as for you leaving a bank to go and just be with all these dudes who are – trying to make something work and like the same similar people and shit. Like- yeah, it's um the bank was fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I loved yeah. working at the bank. It was the best thing like started there as an 18-year-old kid and learned so much from being there. But then to come into like this world and like um doing podcasts with footy players that you've seen on TV, like you learn pretty quickly that everyone is just like a normal person. Yeah. And they're like you might see like one of the best players come through and you're like, "Oh my god, it's Latrell Mitchell or whatever." But then they're almost just as interested in what you're doing than yeah. like just as interested I am in what you do as well. So mm. it, it was a good – I learned that pretty early that they're just – everyone's just a regular person at that sense and just loves to have a chat. Yeah. yeah. It, it has been like that a lot, Cam, eh? Like 
we've got to meet some pretty fucking cool people as well, and ninety nine percent of them are so good. Like, and because they're we've talked about it a fair bit too. A lot of the people like that are doing well within their own right too. So they're the sort of people who are happy to see other people do well. Yeah, I think it's the ones who are struggling a bit or or off the world in their own right. They're the ones that sort of put people down and like you know a bit of few assholes to deal with. Mm. So in general, it's been pretty good meeting. Yeah, you know, a lot of people who are kicking goals. Yeah. So, but mate, like, yeah, like everyone is just a good person. Everyone just wants to see you grow and do everything as a podcast. Mm. And can they help you or whatever? So, yeah, yeah. What What are your thoughts on the state of the current podcasting? Like the way that everyone sort of can, like we were talking before that it's that's pretty low barrier to entry these days mm. to get into it. I think the the hardest thing about it all is that you need like, I don't know, you need a point of difference. So uh, if you're gonna succeed and you need to do it for the right reasons to start off like you need to you know cam and i literally did it to talk shit um get on the piss together and realize that you know there wasn't really heaps of shit like us like there wasn't there was nothing that we were listening to that were like cam and i yeah and it was just like even though we didn't start it to make money or do it as a job it's just having that reason to start it like you don't just start and go let's do a podcast without any idea about what it's even going to be about Mm. you know yeah wanting to quit your job and make money from it straight up and putting that pressure on yourself yeah i just don't think you'll naturally grow doing that yeah that's right you put too much pressure on yourself to grow like oh we're only at this this week it's like don't even look at the numbers for the first fucking yeah Month of it, man, and just or see how you having back. a sponsor straight off the bat or something. Yeah, it was like it's just the fun part going, Holy, we got given a bottle of piss. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're yeah. fucking laughing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, I remember we were getting a carton or a bottle of tequila, fucking, yeah, um, at the start. We got like, a cat yeah, for our domes as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. But it is uh, like if you are, uh, it is a flooded market now, though. Like, it's hard to create something. And like, the other thing I've realized is too, like. Even a lot of celebrities who'll start a podcast, it'll be always good at the start because they have the reach for people to listen. But what you got to remember is, too, you could be the most famous cunt in the world. If you can't talk shit well, bah, bah, exactly. You know, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what are you reckon about it? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm leaning that there's almost like too many types of pod. I just look at it like my own week. Like I've only got X amount of time for X amount of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to be pretty special to sort of make me change my routine to, mm, to yeah. listen to you in that sense. I think that's why I also put so much emphasis on the clips as well from the, the from the marketing perspective. So it's like if you see someone that's like – if you see a good clip, you're more likely to go, A, watch it in the first place because mm. you now you're on Instagram – 80% and 90% of people don't even watch a clip with sound. So it's important to have the captioning and everything that goes with it. But to get you off platform, it's just, I look at it as like a sales pipeline for yeah. back when I'm a mortgage broker. Yeah. You have your leads that come in the top. That's everyone that sees your clip. And then how many of them can you get to come through the pipeline to then have the finished product and then ha- mm. buy a cap from you or that's right. down the track, you know? It's all, it's all one big thing. Exactly what you just said then. All those social media platforms, everything funnels into the one thing is those downloads at what you get right mm. and then yeah it's all it's such a big spider web and like since starting for us and learning so much along the way well you continually do because like we said it's a um it's a growing business and it's pretty new still mm. so like you're figuring shit out as you go and stuff which is exciting as well exactly um but yeah there's so many good creators and that and i suppose it's just there is room for more i suppose but it's just making sure you're clear cut and you give people a reason to watch it like 
they sort of need to know what they're looking for. Like you'll be in a mood to listen to a certain podcast, mm-hmm. for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I might be like, oh, there's a big footy game coming up or I want to hear what Kempi and the boys say about that or you mm-hmm. guys like what yeah. Mason um, and Scope are, are going to say about it or something like that. Or then I might want to have a fucking laugh. So I'll listen to Theo Vaughn or yeah. fucking, you know, something like that. Or just I've got three hours of just shit to kill. I'll listen to Rogan talk to some doctor about AIDS. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you've got to have some sort of thing for people to want to go and press go on your thing. You know? 100%. The clips are very important, but because, yeah, the amount of podcasts I've found off the back of seeing a clip, mm. it's been great. Yeah, well, you guys are credit to that. Like, yeah. look at your uh, TikTok numbers, look at your Instagram numbers. Like, mm. Just a couple yeah. of blokes having a crack. All of a sudden, you've got hundreds of thousands of people who've got eyes on you. And see, yeah. we're lucky... Our show is very well tailored to clips yes. because the humour, the people ringing in, you know, it's it's a lot easier to clip than, say, a sports show sometimes because it's hard to keep people engaged. Like, if it's not engaging in that first three or four seconds, boom, swipe yeah. up, you yeah. know. So it's sort of, yeah, there's so many things that are involved with it. Do many crime podcasts do clips? I don't know because that's a big, long storyline, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like you don't want to do the punchline on a clip. Yeah, 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 it kind of ruins the whole story. Actually, that's a great call. I, I don't see fuck all of them. Yeah. I can't think of any to mind, eh? No. Nah. And then business ones too. You're not really giving it every tip out. You sort of want them to listen to the whole show. Uh, mm. I think like the more business ones, like they give the free stuff out because then they assume they're getting it yeah, more yeah, yeah. in the long form content. So well, that's but... all I've always seen clips for me. Clips are like trailers to a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that looked good. No, a lot of the time you'll go and listen to it and go, oh, that was literally all the good bits. But they've yeah. gone and listened. Yeah, you know? exactly right. So, no, nah, it's it's interesting, man. There's heaps of stuff involved with it. Um, so your time at YKTR, Scope, and that was involved there and May sort of started mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys are with Levels now. Yep. If you don't mind, how did that sort of come about with you guys working together and then the movement to go with Levels and how it all come about? Yeah, so um, probably like back end of last year, I sort of – I thought my – I, I sort of always felt like I had a, like a ceiling at what I could do at YKTR. Yeah. And the, like the best thing about YKTR, it's Ice, it's Chico and it's Normie mm. and it's always going to be their baby. And that's why the business is so successful because of the work that they've put in back in the day. Um, so then like, so Jackson was my roommate and he was talking to me about leaving and potentially going to the Warriors. And like, he was my guy, like he was my bounce, um, not what's like, the guy in the office that I was like go back and forth with things are getting yeah. a bit tough or whatever. We just have a DM and catch up about it. And he he arranged his job with the Warriors. So um, eighteen months before, I'd um, been reached out to by the Eels, who's like I'm a, I'm an Eels fan. I grew up yeah. in the area, sort of thing. Um, and they'd offered me this role, and at the time, I knocked it back. And sort of as the sort of eighteen months went on, I didn't have regret, but I'm like, oh, it would have been cool to. Like knowing where we are now, like it probably would have been a cool opportunity to like, I don't know if I'll ever get that opportunity again. Mm. Yep. So with Jackson going to the Warriors, I sort of started chatting to Parramatta and they didn't have a role, but they were they were going to create a role effectively for me to come in and do. Mm. So I wasn't sure if I was going to take it or anything yet. And then it just got to the point where I just felt I needed to make a bit of a snap decision to to move on. There was a few things behind the scenes that I, I, I probably wasn't happy with and I'm not going to go into it out yeah. of respect. Like like, like I've said the whole time, uh, uh, the craziest opportunity and the best journey there. Mm. Um, so I'll never say anything ill of anyone there. It's it's literally a, it's their baby. It's yeah. so successful because of them. And in terms of all the Parramatta Eels stuff, so they pretty much agreed to have me on board. Um, 
Scope, I, I learned that Scope was quite unhappy with the way that a few things were going on as well. Mm. And I'm like, mate, I'm resigning on the Tuesday because I'm going to go take up this gig with Para and I want to be more self-employed. I want to sort of see if I can be a creative for others and see what I can do. So then he decided he'd, he'd wanted to leave as well and then he still wanted to do the sports show in some aspects. So I'm like, look, let me get this Parramatta stuff sorted first and then I'll see if I can help you at least get it off the ground. And we caught up, we came to, we caught up with Willie as well during that period after we'd all left and we just thought it'd be the best thing to, like they still wanted to do the show together mm. and I know the show inside out. I had the relationship still from my time at YKTR with Diamantina Media. Mm. They were keen to host us and do the show. So I said, yeah, look, we'll start the show and see what happens and then it's sort of grown into a full business since then. Yeah. yeah nice. Well, mate, it's one of those things where they've obviously got the minds for it. Like Scope, he's a ripper lad. Um, respect what he's done in all of it. Willie, I've always respected... Willie's and even though like some opinions might go might go fuck yeah, but what I appreciate about him is he'll just fucking say what he's thinking. Yeah. And he's like, Oh well that's what I reckon. Yeah. And I'm I, like, fuck, there's not too many people, man, for me on shows and that that have people who listen to them sit on the fence. And I'm like, they want to know what your opinion is. Might not be right, might not be wrong, but people will respect that, that you are who you are. That's what you think. So, yeah. Mate, that's like the brilliance in the show. And then on the other side of the table, you've got Scope who's willing to sit there and challenge him to a degree as well. Yeah. So sometimes they'll flip mid-opinion. Like mid-show, <laughs> they'll have a take. You'll be like, oh, Penrith are the top defensive team. And then they'll start talking about the Broncos. And then all of a sudden, the, the opinions change. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good duo. They've got a lot of respect for each other from the time mm. that they've played together. So that definitely helps. Yeah, and both of them have played at the top level as well. Yeah. Which is why it's like they've got the respect there. And a lot of people who have done that don't have the skills to talk. So I think it's a good combination that you've got. And obviously yourself there who's got that experience through everything you've done to be able to produce it. And that's why I was saying to you before, the best part about it was you guys got to hit the ground fucking red hot because you could take all those skills. It looked unreal from the start and that's why it's like oh well, this might be worth checking out yeah you know? i think like oh, from like we knew what worked when we were at yk town we knew what wasn't working and the biggest thing we wanted to take away is the consistency and the so be consistent and have a high quality product mm. the whole time we don't want to start one week and think oh so we're going to miss an episode or do anything like that yeah. if you want to build an audience you want to gain respect from the listeners You've got to know, like, they, they're driving home or they're going to work in the morning. They need your show for their trip. Probably. Otherwise, it rattles people. Like, yeah. there's nothing worse than going, fuck, I've got this podcast episode, can't wait, the footy tonight, and then, oh, it's not there. Dude, I'd, I'd have it proper dialed in when I was in the mines, like a loader shift. I'd put it off until a certain day because I knew I'd have three in the bank and yep. go, boom, or driving out, I'd go, fuck, yeah, here's five hours of me just being out of zone out. So it does actually have that big of an impact on some people's lives. Yeah. So well, I reckon it works for many people skipping podcasts and coming back in a month. But there's probably, oh, I know, there's probably like two I know of that get away with it. They sort of like had that much hype coming back into it. Mm. That, but there's only two I can think of. The rest of them going, ah, oh, well, you must probably, lose a bit of audience there. You probably have to do it for like years to have that base built up to be able to do that. Do that, that's right. You know. Yeah, my favourite podcast day one was Hamish and Andy. Mm. And to this day, they've got the same upload schedule every week. Like, yeah. They they take their little Christmas break and then they're back in March and then they pump it out until November. Yeah. Just, it's a cycle. And you know you're getting a show every Wednesday at midnight. 
Mm. So for yep. your Thursday, you're ready to go. Yeah, that's right. No, it's uh, it's spot on, man. I've always been that too. Consistency, like when we started doing the clips, man, I'd I'd be out in the mines doing it, but just had a thing in my head. I'm like, every day I want to put a clip up. Might not be the strongest, might not mm-hmm. be whatever, but every single day. And didn't kick off straight away, but eventually it was like boom. And then they'd go back and watch the other ones and that consistency and just being there all the time allows you to – it's like you got to create your own luck, right? Like exactly I'm sure right. we hit some luck at some point, but it wasn't through lack of fucking giving it a crack. 100%. Yeah, for us, like I try and get like, within four to six clips per episode, we do two episodes a week. Yep. So some like it, it might be a slow week in the footy, so there's not that much clip that's going to mm. go viral. So um, – well, not, not about going viral, but – worth putting a clip out for like yeah. sometimes on the show it's best to leave some of the stuff on the show and then just put like the odd clip here and there up yeah um but yeah it's like we just hit 50k on tiktok today we yep. hit 25 on instagram for the season so not a bad first year for the boys yeah um, right. we're just looking to double down and like we've got this little period now where we're off where we're planning and seeing what next um mm. we just can't wait to hit the ground running in january vegas for the round one we're going over for yeah so yeah, it should be nice. a good little good little couple of months ahead mate that'll be a great time for all you boys like around that hub yep. like that are down there all built off the same sort of thing around the rugby league thing the content with all the boys like mm. that'll be a fucking fun time for all you guys mate, it's going to be it's it's going to impact this boxing training coming yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah little, yeah, little, yeah. T- little week in vegas so yeah. <laughs> might have to try and get is that to, before the event yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah fuck yeah, it's probably a month Two months before. Oh, so yeah. Be There's a few heads nodding in the background today. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I've got, got a fucking trip planned. Uh, old Phil's fucking year since he's gone, or like a memorial yeah. sort of trip away to Stanage Bay, like a fucking month before. So, yeah, I think we all got a bit on. I think I have the biggest Bucks party ever created. <laughs> some of the biggest, <laughs> hardest players in the Bender game. <laughs> So, what a preseason! Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there's no one that even tops it. Shout out to three two minute rounds. That's how long this. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But no, it'll be uh, it'll be good, mate. But how when you's left and you had to come up with a show, right? So it's like in a flooded market too. Obviously, you could use um, Willie Scope, what you know, what who they are together, which mm-hmm. would be helpful. But how'd you come up with levels? Um, so we had another show that we were planning. Um, behind the scenes and, and we had another show that we were planning called that it was like going to be an interview style show oh yeah and we just thought it was a cool way to I don't know something cool sounds cool about levels it's like yeah. a different opinion like a I don't know like there's and we've sort of like we've grown into our mission statement we haven't got it defined exactly but we just want to like train hard play hard and work hard like and which is what levels is you got to Go to the next level if you yeah. want to do something. There's levels like that. to this shit. Literally. Yeah. Great yeah. name. Yeah. 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 And the sure. boys call themselves like Willie's the triple OG because of the resume and scopes uh, OG mutters or whatever he likes to call himself, the skip. Yeah. So we've like we've got a run club now. We've got like 20, 30 blokes come from all across Sydney mm. to do a 5K at 6 30 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, we've got like partners with BSC that's all about like um, getting like go to the gym, training, get your workouts in. So yep. hopefully we can build upon that this year, which we're excited about. Yeah, and yeah, it's bit, a bit like the brand you're wearing now, like represent. That's yes. sort of like that. yeah, yeah, mate. I love yeah. George Heaton. Yeah. I consume all that guy's content. I've got so much respect for what he's been able to do, and like coming from working in a clothing brand, like I'm quite tapped into that place, that kind of world too, and. Like what he's built for himself with represent is just crazy, and like even they've got the gym in the warehouse and everything like that. It's not given up. It was probably pretty much a no one at the start, and yeah. Then yeah, I think he's had a little bit of daddy's money at the beginning, but dead set like his work ethic, the, everything. I consume all their vlogs. Like I'm a big mm. representative. Yeah, I watch a lot of it as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. The um, so I suppose it's good as well. There's positives and negatives to any anything, but like with the rugby league based content, it's sort of good that you can maybe get a couple of interviews on, but you do have this period where you can go right. Oh, we're not putting as much stuff out, but that good planning period. Because, yep. you know, it is hard to fit in all your all your episodes and that and then have the planning going on for next year and being on top of, like, merch and fucking mm. all types of other shit, you know? Like, there's so many aspects that you could improve on and shit across the board. Yeah, and because it was sort of like a bit of a rush start, like a bit of an unexpected thing that ended up um, coming about, yeah. the, we didn't have any planning. We just sort of rip in two episodes a week. This is what we're going to do and we're not going to pivot. We're, we did the golf show as well. We do a golf show where we have guests on. So that sort of tickled the, like scratched the back for wanting to do guest stuff. Yeah. And we're going to try and do guests um, in the off season. And then I just said, boys, like we've had such a good year. Let's just plan this little period now. Yep. Come back in January, red hot. Hopefully some more partners on board um, sponsorship wise and then mm. just like build from there. Yeah. And do the boys give you a fair bit of creative control? Like as yeah. in... Pretty much everything. So yeah. that'd be pretty cool for someone like yourself, like going through that period, learning it all, and then being like given the reins to say, we'll go and do the show. Mm-hmm. You fucking use what you've learnt to fucking grow it. And then you'd be able to actually gain, you know, a level of satisfaction from seeing it work. Yeah, or 100%. Shit and like you've got to earn the trust from the boys too. Like, like there's shit that I've cut out that they wouldn't even know. But I just like I've had um, experience in podcasts going viral for the wrong reasons and I just – it doesn't benefit anyone in that situation. No. So to like cut a few things out that you're not cutting things out, but you just don't like, it's such a soft world these days. Nothing's and gonna people happen interpret it and it. take it out of context. And sometimes you don't need that context to, to even um, to give them that little line that they can do their daily mail headline with. Like, yeah. And they example- can clip that out from the middle of your sentence where you might pump something up have a bit of a joke about it, then finish it on it strong. They could clip that middle bit out. That goes viral and you're an arsehole. Yeah. And they all listen. Like Mace mentioned on one of the back ends of the year, he did a little thing on ADHD that he's got. Mm. And so that got clipped up by the Daily Mail. Like he gave like advice that not doctor's advice. Yeah. But, and he gave his warning at the beginning. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. This is just what works for me. Yeah. But then like, they don't quote that in the article. Like they just yeah. make try and make Mace look like an idiot because Willie Mason in an article mm. – um, Gets clicks. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. like, you, I've just got to respect. They they trust my judgment enough to know when to cut, when not to cut. And I, I don't do much cutting. I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm on the yeah. editing board every episode. Just the odd thing you'd hear, you go, like, that doesn't need to be out in the world. Well, yeah. that's why it's you like need... You boys. Yeah, you need an editor because sometimes you'd be fired up yourself and going, leave that in. Oh, bro. And right. you're trying to get a point across, but then sometimes you get to go, ah, oh, slow down. You probably don't need that hype. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mate, 100%. And that's why I like having Quino there. We've got other like people at manager and BT, our fucking audio wizard, like as in a few of these lads who have got a opinion that we trust, you know, we'll just let loose on the show. Mm. And then it gets filtered through a couple of people in the world that we live in now to be like, you know, what's okay, what's not okay, what doesn't need to be there that wouldn't have made it go much better but could fucking sink the whole shit. Mm. You know, it's all that exactly sort of stuff. Right. That's so. our livelihoods. And that and man, it's like trusting someone like yourself. That's a lot of trust to put into someone, you know. So it'd be it's a fair bit of responsibility. Mate, yeah. So. And I definitely don't take it lightly because mm. like we, we we know we can build something special and like at the moment it's just an NRL review preview show. Mm. Long term, like it, I'm an NRL fan, but I'm not it's not like my I'm not a diehard by any stretch. Yeah. So doing more things like the golf show that um more timeless content. Like I don't want to 
be a reactionary content forever. Yeah. I prefer to tell the story side of it. So it's going to be a slow burn. Like we're year one now. Like I keep like there was a point this year. I was like, we need to have this. I need to have X amount of podcasts underneath us. And then mm. I sort of had to like remove myself from it to realize that I'm like, dude, you're only in year one. Like yeah. just because it feels like you're doing the same sort of stuff. I'm still year one of doing it for myself. Mm. And trying to grow something special like that. So I think that's a good idea though, that like you said though, having that timeless content, which is why for us it's worked pretty well. Having those call in shows are just basic humor and general mm. shit. You know, it means that someone can go back through a cat a back catalogue and it's not time stamped or whatever. Mm. So yeah, that that for sure is a really handy part if people do want to have timeless stuff. And it means that if you have a break, they might go back through your back catalogue and it still gets you those do- like downloads and impressions and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So look, we'll grow from there. Like we've learned so much. Like I've I love like complex in America and like some of the stuff Barcel Sports do works like can work in our world too. Mm. And nobody's really executed that. Um, and like if you go back to the OG interview I did with Isaac before I'd even started talking about what I'd like to do in content, still haven't barely scratched the surface yeah. in terms of any of that. So. Um, excited to see like sort of where levels can go and if it become a platform or if it purely just stays as like an inner review preview like mm. the benefit like it's in we're in control like we're not uh, like we have partners and stuff but they're only supportive of whatever we want to do yeah which is the most exciting part eh? mm. but you can just do what you want to do yeah so like the next journey for us is trying to find like some sort of like I don't want to keep doing brand deals and everything like that. I'd love to have like a tangible product of our own. Like you guys have the lures, mm. which is like the perfect market fit for you guys. Yeah. Trying to find for us now like what works in our market with our audience, the the diehard footy fans that like to get after it. So just trying yeah. to find what would be cool that people can relate to in that space. Yeah, for sure, man. Do you, do you manage the boys? Like, will you do all the sponsor deals and stuff like that? Or you get someone else doing that? No, nah, we do partner with Diamantina who help us in that space too. Yeah, yeah. Um, for this year, we kept it quite lean and for the purpose of like, just get us through to the rest of the year, have the data because we didn't have any data either. Mm. So it's like, what can we what can yeah. we even achieve? Now I've got all the numbers. This is what we do. We get X amount of increase in origin time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's what this little period's for, using what we've done last year to go, hey, we're doing this next year and we're starting in Vegas so we're going to have eyeballs. Mm. Like we went to New Zealand out with, I filmed that, nearly did 100,000 views on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. That, that exposure that you get from that in itself like pays for the whole trip. Yeah, that's right, like, man. That and obviously doesn't put food on the table but it justifies the why of us dude, connecting with the community That's like, like that. people you meet on trips. So like I think met you in Magic Round. Yes. At, at the fucking Caxton with yeah. these boys. I yeah. think we're doing a lot. I think I jumped on with one of their fucking live shows yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like something like that. And it's other people just open to talk to other people. Now we're sitting in a room and you come to our Christmas party and we're talking shit. Yeah, like yeah. as in just about being open to other people and taking those opportunities and networking, you know. 100%. Yeah. No, mate, it's exciting. I'm fucking keen to see what you boys do next yeah. year. And I think. It's a pretty cool story. Like I said, talking to you behind the scenes of someone that doesn't get to talk or get be seen in front of the camera, you're behind it a lot, you know. So no, it's it's cool to see and hear. Yeah, it means so stuff. much to even be here, man. Like, yeah, when you when you called me, I was like, fuck, I was having a bit of a shit day, and then you called me, I was like, oh fuck, everything's all right, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. doing something good, you know. Yeah, fucking oath, bro. Um, we should touch on a bit too this boxing event, brother. Yeah, that's fucking giggle. going on, mate. So have you have you done a little bit? I had a little, little I had five six years that I did the corporate fight thing down in Sydney, and I just got addicted to boxing back then. Yeah. So I still train for another 
18 months, two years after that, on and off, not like consistent training or anything. But yeah. I just love boxing. Like I've had, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of work with No Limit. So I worked with Para when I left, and then I did a little bit of stuff with No Limit boxing as well. Yeah. So it's my favorite. UFC boxing are the two things. I just love sitting yeah. on a Sunday yeah, and just great. watching yeah. the fights. There's nothing it's, better. It's good, eh? So have you been like with No Limit and that? Like had your like done a bit of camera work with them and stuff or yeah, a bit I, media sort of stuff? A little bit of ringside stuff. Like they, for the Melbourne fight card with um, Joseph Parker, when he fought down there, we had Tyson Fury. I was ringside next to him. Yeah, I saw a photo. <laughs> what, yeah. what was that like? It was fucking crazy. He was so such a nice dude. Yeah. Um, and I just went, oh, God, he's the pound for pound heavyweight, dude. I want to get a photo with him. <laughs> yeah, he puts his fist up next to my head. It's fucking bigger than my head. <laughs> I like, imagine coughing that. Oh, but yeah, so went down for that and they just wanted like ringside iPhone content because mm. they were going to have a lot of the AFL boys around the um, around the ring and stuff. So you get content, Stylebender was going to be there. Yeah. So it was just cool to be like um, ringside for all that stuff. I've just through, we did um, at YKTR, we did a few things with the media manager at No Limit and I just got a great relationship with him. So when I moved on, he's like, oh, if you ever need work, man, just hit me up. So yeah. Um, done a few things with them and did the Sydney show where he fought Tim Zoo, knocked out the American dude. What was his name? Um, oh, f- or he pumped oh, no. him. Was that the Mexican dude? Or nah, the- the, um, I can't remember. But he, um, we, he knocked him out, pumped him ringside. Mm. I was there. Oh, with Harrison. The Harrison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harrison. So I was ringside for that. And it's like, I don't know, I've had so many cool experiences, like just in sport in general over the past, like even five years, you'd say. But. Like, it's just so cool being able to be in this world, like, mm. get paid to sit ringside, get yeah. Tim Zoo's sweat on you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. off his head. Yeah, it's pretty cool, like. Yeah. yeah 100%. So, yeah, I always love the boxing and just um, when I saw you post it, I was like, I've been trying to find the right way to have another fight. Mm. I was either – and I just need to get in shape, train again. I was quite crook midway through this year as well. Yeah. So, just needed that. I always like having the stretch target. Did the half marathon, city to surf. Haven't run since cross country at school. Yeah. Been really enjoying my running, getting in, um, hitting the pavement like that. Yeah. Um, signed up for a triathlon in February with Scope. Yeah, right. So a little, it's like a 5K, so 750 swim, 5K run at the end and 20K ride in between. Yeah, right. So just like... As you get older, you just got to start prioritizing your health and doing more stuff like that. It's all well and good to keep ripping into this, but like when you hit 30, you fucking boys know it fucking it catches up to you a little bit different. Like we were, Chris's party two days ago only came good this morning. Well, Cam's back's fucked. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm 50. <laughs> so yeah, but super excited to, to have a fight and just be a part of the whole process. Like when you, um, when Knuckles called out Mace yeah. and I called you and I was like, hear me out. Mace won't fight. He's, yeah, yeah. he's had his fighting days behind him. But what if I pitch it like this and I'm just so grateful you're yeah. excited to get a punk, to have me a part of it in that sense. Well, man, it's just about great. the whole community, I think, coming together and doing – like it's content for everyone to talk about. as visual shit. Everyone sees the whole community coming together to put on an event and mm. stuff like that. I just reckon, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. It'll be a good night. Can't yeah. wait. And hopefully – um, I won't go into it now, but I've got some cool content ideas for me leading into it, which should be fun mm. doing some training with some cool people. So hopefully that materialises and comes together and it'll be yeah. a good good little, good little way to start next year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. April's like, well, it's what, April 27? Yeah. That yeah. yeah. So that's far enough away that you can be in pretty mad shape by the time you get to April. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's like the original date. It was just never going to work with everything. But since we've had it moved, I think it allows people to still – 
Like, even though I've lost a heap of weight as well and feeling good, but, I mean, people can still have a fucking week or two at Christmas where they can be with their family, have a few mm-hmm. beers, eat and that, get back into the rhythm after. And, you know, it's not like we're asking anyone to do 12 rounds. No. Like, it's just like, oi, boys, here's when it is. It's up to you how fit you get. Let's yep. fucking go. Let's rip Rock up, have a crack, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, it should be good fun. I can't wait to a little bit of banner. I don't know those boys that well, so I'm happy to just yeah. keep throwing a bit of lip at them here and there. Mate, so. I mean, I was, it was a pretty good introduction when you were sort of going um, on the show. It's like, yeah, these boys from, what was it, the, the casting couch? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the cast patrol lads, are you fighting? Yes, yeah, I believe so. So mm. yeah, like, but, like, mad respect for what they've done in that little part of the world. But yeah, yeah let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good, man. And that's that's the best part is everyone can say whatever the fuck they want because it's their platforms, and it's like right, eh? Let's build this thing up a bit. Hundred yeah. percent. So it'll be a good night, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Let's uh, let's finish with a few guest questions, like we do with everyone, and then we'll we'll wrap things up a bit. So first one. Ever been arrested? No, I, I, I've been. I've had a police record. I, yeah. When I was sixteen, I cracked a guy at soccer. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was pretty scary. Like, so I got in a little push and shove. I got. I kept getting hacked all game. I got up, pushed this guy just outside the box. He pushed me back, and the ref came over and gave me a yellow. Gave him a yellow. I was like, yeah, sweet, that's it. Turn, turn around, start walking towards halfway. And I just bang from behind me. And I was like, I felt like I'd been clean hit. I was yeah, looking yeah. at the other goals. I turn around. It's the goalkeeper. True. He's ran 40 meters to crack me from behind. Apparently he pushed me. But the moment, like when you're not expecting or bracing for, you don't know where it hit you. Yeah. So I turn around, push, push, push. And then I saw him raise his fist. So then I've just like cracked what? him one punch, knocked him out, broke his jaw in four places and oh. all this sort of stuff. So his parents took it through litigation. It was pretty scary. Like, I've never hit anyone ever since then, yeah. knowing that, like, little me can mm. deliver that sort of power. If, like, not power, but, like, it was it was just a scary thing just seeing how stressed my mum was yeah, yeah, about yeah. having to go to – I remember sitting in a lawyer's office drawing up exactly how it all went down. I was like, fuck. It was probably a good lesson to have that young. It's, th- Even though it was it was self defense, that's, yeah, that's how right. I got off on it. And but you, and you don't think like we, I've been in a fair few footy blues where mm. you're punching the fuck out of someone, getting caught from the side. For me, it's like no matter what happened or what happened there, it's like well that's part of the game. Like shit happens, but I suppose you don't realise that if someone wants to press charges, you're not really protected by being in that game. Are yeah, you? exactly. So it was yeah. I, I was in like 15 or 16 at the time, and they wanted me to come in and do a lineup. And I was like, lucky my coach was a lawyer as well. He goes, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, it, yeah, was, that it was scary as a kid, just like knowing this was ongoing on behind the scenes. Mum worried about having to like mortgage the house if we get sued out of the ass. And Fuck. yeah, came out on the other side, sweet. But yeah, yeah refused to ever lift my fist outside of a sanctioned bout. Mm. So yeah, grateful yeah. for giving me the platform. Yeah. So you've been itching to get back in. Yeah, did you hear that cast yeah. patrol? Yeah. What, what happened here? Yeah. Um, mate, what was your first job? I think you mentioned it a bit before, didn't you? Our first job was – our first proper job was um, Hungry Jacks. Yep. I did the letters as a kid. We used to do the local deliveries. So I used to fold all the envelope, the pamphlets and yep. do yep. the routes when I was like nine or ten. So I was always like – mum always wanted me to get me into like that work side of it, have that work ethic. So yep. did that – um, yeah, the pamphlets around the area. Yeah, good shit, bro. Oi, 
The, I watched that Spaniard last night. Do you know you were talking about the thing where he went in the area, like Mount Druid and They're shit? massive, eh? Yeah. I, like um, Cam was saying on the show the other day, oh, he'd check it out. I just happened to have half an hour when I was busted laying in bed last night. I'm like, oh, yeah. I saw it pop up. Fucking those motorbikes, dude. They're just fucking... Yeah, yeah. Like just flying yeah, yeah. around. It's I was loose. cracking up. I'm like, I'd be, be laughing if I spent a day there. Oh, did you have a fair bit to do with that growing up? Like no, I wasn't that from that part. I did work there. So when I was a mobile banker, I used to look after the Bankwest branch in Mount Druitt. Yeah, right. So, yeah, like, I just, it's, you just got to have respect for the people and their upbringing, the type of place that they've come from. Mm. It's different to where I grew up. I grew up in a quite a not wealthy area, but like an affluent area. Yeah. So just, like I said earlier, I just wanted to go and – so I can have conversations with these people in these living rooms in Mount yeah. Druid and then I can go to Vaucluse and do a loan for a guy in that place too. So, yeah, it's like it's a different lifestyle. Like Scope's from Western Sydney, so he can talk on it uh, way more than I could ever. But mm. it's a different lifestyle and people just got to do what they got to do out there and full credit to them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, no, I just crack up how much they can get away with. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going, fuck, we do that in Gladstone, he'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah I think it might, like, oh, yeah, but those dirt bikes and that, I was thinking about it. The cops wouldn't even try to stop them because they just bent on the footpath, went through a thing like, yeah, man, they, they just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> With all the balaclavas and shit. Gladstone, you chuck a mono or something, you'll be fucking brought down, dangerous drive, an unregistered bike. Rah, rah. <laughs> Next minute, there's 10 of them just on the back wheel going through the neighbourhood. I'd probably rather not have that either. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, you can invite three people to dinner, mate, dead or alive. Who are they and why? Jerry Seinfeld, number one. Yeah. I'd probably then go Rogan and I would go – who'd be a good compliment to that? Maybe not a compliment, but uh, – I'd love to sit down with David Dobrik. He was like one of the OG YouTubers back in the day. He went oh, through yeah. a bit of controversy, so he's not as popular as he used to be. Um, but yeah, kind of a random three people to bring together. Mm. Um, I'd love to sit with, because Seinfeld's never done Rogan. Yeah, right. So I think there's some sort of beef back in the comedy store days uh, around that, why they've never done it. So yeah, that's actually nosy old me wants to know that yarn. Yeah, yeah. and then but I was I love Seinfeld as a kid growing up. Jerry Seinfeld, like he's not a, his humor isn't like doesn't hit as differently this day and age. But like mm. I respect his work ethic. He's got a really good podcast with um, oh, what's his name? Seth? Is it Seth? I can't remember. He he's like it's one of the best potties I've ever listened to in terms of his work ethic, his discipline, mm. and around how he writes his comedy. That's interesting you're saying about not being on Rogan because, yeah, he would definitely be one that would have before. Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. find anything oh, when I'll you were digging? To... How does he react? Yeah, like does I it... said, there's something to do with the um, – uh, it's something to do with the comedy store. There's like a YouTube video that sort of – you never know how true those things are. Yeah. But, yeah, he's just never done – search um, – has Jerry Seinfeld ever done – oh, Tim Ferriss is that one um, – with oh, Seinfeld, I recommend you listen to. They did it in COVID together, so it's via Zoom. Oh, the Tim Ferriss show. Tim Ferriss show. 485. 485. Yeah. So he has been on a podcast, just not with. Not with Rogan, yeah. Yeah, but how does Rogan react? Because a lot of people bring up Seinfeld. That's it. It's to do with the Missy Shaw beef, yeah. I believe. So it could be something to do with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he got kicked just... out of the comedy store. You see that Diaz clip? Oh, righto. Have you ever been to the comedy store in LA? Dude, I haven't been nah. to any, like, I love comedy, but I haven't been to any comedy store ever. Like, as in. Oh, really? Nah, man. I when you're in Sydney, you'll go to the one, it's like, no, it's just 
half decent, but it's yeah. a good laugh. Yeah. But going to that um, one in LA, I spent like three nights in a row there. Got Did to you? know the guy behind the bar. And you're just feeling like it's like you can feel the history. What is it? Yeah, like, what is prom. it for like a night, a normal night, man? And it's I feel stupid asking this question, but it's one of those ones like I need to because I still don't know. If you just go there for like a fucking Saturday night or whatever, is it just rotating people yeah. off the stage the whole time, just doing yeah. sets and that? Or yeah, Quinn, go on the comedy store side if you can. Yeah, and you'll just click on like what's it, Mitzi's. Um Mitzi was the founder of founder the comedy of, store. Yeah, in LA, yeah. Yeah. So if you go on... Um, so just to cover the Seinfeld thing as well, says he moved to LA, says he moved to LA Mitzi ripped his stand-up with next to no provoc- provocation and he vowed to never play there again. And I think Rogan um, really backed Mitzi. Yeah. Was like really in her corner, so that probably could have started. Well, I cracked up when um, someone was... Uh, he had the photo of Mitzi in his studio. Rogan did. Yeah, yeah, and so, then some chiggles. Go second one. I'm like, pretty much, yeah. who the fuck is that? Oh, really? She looked like she's a bit right, right oh. looking. We'll go calendar and just go original room, which is the main room. Oh, it's like, so oh, that's yeah, the so set there. The setup. And you just see, it's like, so tonight there's Chris Spencer, Owen Smith, blah, blah, blah. So you just go there. The night I went there, it was Brendan Shaw was the first. Oh, yeah. Um, Trevor Wallace. Yeah, and like a whole other like you've seen all these comedians, they've all done Rogan. Like so, mm. it's and you just sit there. I was on the table just to the right. Went back the second night, had Theo Vaughn. Oh, stop off it. its head after the set. Went to the bathroom. Fuck, hey mate. We walk out of the bathroom. Like he was in the bathroom with me. Walk out. I was like, do you mind getting a photo? He's like, yeah, mate. Fucking. I'm like, mate. I'm a podcast producer from Sydney. I'm come all the way here just to see you guys. He like spoke to me for like a minute. Yeah. Like, champion yeah yeah that's as cool, you were right? just how long are their sets up there like, 10 15 yeah but it goes like all night so yeah. they just keep rotating 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 that's good too if you don't really if you're not really feeling someone or you're like ah oh, this isn't my humor at least you know like 10 15 or whatever just sit and have a listen and then yeah. you know someone fresh is coming yeah yeah Mate, I'd it's love my that. favorite thing in the world like i like i said three nights there just sat there. Just you get it's like twenty dollars to get in, and you just buy drinks, and they keep bringing drinks over to you. It's the best. Yes, yeah, wait, we're definitely gonna have to do that. I like that culture of like um, you finish up at whatever three in the morning, they can go still get a prime feed yes. at like at that time in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Nice. And they're all out in like there's like a little bar out the front of the comedy store, and they're all out there just having a drink after catching up with each other. It's it's such a cool scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, bro. That's well, I'd awesome. be out that comedy mothership. In, and do, and yeah, do a Texas thing. thing. We've Texas. talked about it before doing all this meat smoking and shit like that. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a good fucking vlog that going over there and just testing all that shit out. Um, mate, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Um, I don't know where I heard it, but I always lean back on like if I'm having a moment of doubt or something like that. Um, it's about regret. So it's like if you did it at the time. That's how you felt, so you should never regret it. I can't remember the exact quote, but like everything that you've done, like if you take take a step back, so it's like I don't regret doing anything because in that moment it was the decision that I made. So mm. you got to be confident in yourself to deal with whatever the outcome is of what you've done, but you've also learned something from doing it. Yeah. So I just, I, whenever you feel shit or you feel like, fuck, could have done that differently, it's like, that's the way that you felt at the time, so don't doubt yourself. As long as you learn and grow from it too, I hundred percent. Yeah. So some I don't like. There's a quote that says it way better than I am. Yeah, yeah. But always, that's just what I always fall back on when I'm feeling a bit shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, bro. Um, what's on top of your bucket list, man? Oh, top of the bucket list. I've I've always said uh, Vegas for like a 
big boxing fight. Yeah. So, hoping. Yeah, yeah. While we're over there, we've got Timmy Zoo. So, I, I, and I still don't think that would count for me nah. in that because it's sort of like part of the trip sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like, and it, and it's me being there for like a work thing. So, it'll be fucking amazing. Yeah. But it'd be cool to be at like a McGregor, like oh. that level of fight, like an OG yeah. Floyd fight. Whoever the next guy, I'd love to. I'm thinking maybe like a Tank Davis fight. I love watching him box. He's yeah, fucking yeah, a weapon. Yeah. So, some sort of big Vegas fight night for that. Do you reckon Zoo will fight Charlo yeah. on that on that Vegas card? That's you what think I'm they'll make that happen? Eh? You'd have to with the amount of Aussies there. It sort of ticks the box for like gate revenue. But not even um, that. Like him losing to Canelo convincingly, mm. sort of thing, and then Tim proving himself again against mm. Mendoza. And then it's sort of like there's no real option for you not to now. It's not like you can say, no, oh, I just put up an awesome performance against Canelo or whatever. It's like, well, it sort of has to happen now in that weight division, eh, when he's got all the belts. It's like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, yeah, you've got to make it happen. And for any disrespect that you – like he kept trying to say, like, Tim Zoo's like a nobody, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Well, you look like a – like he didn't look – he looked well overhydrated for that Canelo fight. He didn't look in any good shape at all. Yeah. And he just walked around. It was a bad fight to watch as well. Yeah. So it's like you've lowered your market value. So you got to – even if you are disrespecting Tim – You've brought yourself closer to where you were saying Tim was. Mm. So I think and Tim's just, still gonna flog you. I think it just scares him because like maybe he's not that world level name in America yet, but I reckon he'd know how good he is and go, fuck. Like yeah. I, Tim's got so much to gain from beating him where he's sort of thinking, Oh fuck, I'm probably gonna lose here and I'm yeah. not really gonna get that much out of it if I win. Exactly. It's yeah. the same thing sort of like people disrespecting Cambosis when yeah. before he went over the Tefimo Lopez and dropped him in the second. Like, that was wild. That was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, like I I big boxing fight, big UFC event. Um Well, what about Fury Usyk? When are they planning on making that happen? I think it's in Feb. Yeah, maybe I think I saw. Mm. There's a big heavyweight card at the end of the year. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, you that's got... with Wilder. Um, Joshua's on it. Yeah, uh, Joseph isn't Joseph Parker fighting. Joseph Wilder? Parker's fighting Deontay Wilder. Yeah, and um, and the, the Aussie. Yeah, uh, Jai Jai Patai. Yeah, he's on there too. So it's just they're getting all the big units. There's so much Saudi money getting about. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, shout, the out, game. shout out to the all money because they're starting to make fuckers fight each other that everyone wants to see. Yeah, like yeah. that's only happened in the last like couple of years, yeah. man. I think boxing, seen what UFC have done and seen the formula of just like a loss isn't the worst thing in the world. Like the worst thing the Floyd did for boxing was go undefeated the way that he did. Yeah, and everyone's so scared of like if I get one on my record. Now all of a sudden I'm not the money guy, but it's like Floyd was just like an anomaly with his skill yeah. set and the way that he was able to do things. Mm. So yeah. the more like, look at um, uh, the, what's his name? Three or five uh, got knocked out in uh, against Kamaru Usman, um, uh, George Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal. Yeah. Like he. Heaps of L's on his record, but every time he turns up to fight, like I'll still watch that. One flying knee against Askren, and yeah. all of a sudden he's just booked himself five big fights, yeah. even if he lost all of them. And it, yeah. when McGregor comes back, you'll see 300. Like, who knows? Like, I think Chandler would get McGregor, but I'm still mm. tuning in. Yeah. No, oh, definitely. Inter- Everyone's still tuning in. Yeah. Oh, fucking nice. Fucking nice for tuning in. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's heaps of stuff going on. The old Biffin scene's fucking awesome. So I love good. it. How it just goes all year too. Best. Like constantly goes. Gives Best. You something I think No about. Limit got one more card left for the year. It's, yeah. I think uh, Liam Wilson and Vegas Larfield are both fighting on that, eh? Yeah, with Sammy Goodwin. Yeah. Is that this fella year as well? Mad. Yeah. He's got the good crew that flow yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's this year. 
Yeah, but there's some exciting fighters coming out of Australia. Yeah, right? it's, it's fucking mad. awesome, man. Hundred percent, mate. Last one era, aliens real. Yes, but I haven't got any crazy takes on it. I did nah. say to the boys when you text it through, it's like we do have this thing, and when you think about it like this, right? Why is it alien look like an alien? It's only because like we've painted, like we've seen ET and stuff. Yeah. An alien like mightn't look like anything. Exactly, it might be a bit of bacteria sized thing that's fucking in this room right now. That's what we've talked yeah. about for ages. Like Quinn's got heaps of news on the alien front all the time. And there was this thing how they found some thing that was put out by only a living organism could do. And it's like, that's an alien. Like something that could just be floating around like a parasite or whatever. Mm. If it's on another fucking planet. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be Paul yeah. off the yeah. movie. They're not going to go, go, hello. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody right. fucking knows what these kinds are. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's just an interesting question I like asking. Um, 90-something percent of people have said yes to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was just some old country bloke we had on the go. Nah, nah. No, I think, and I think his reasoning wasn't even that he really believes they aren't. He's like, oh, I can't be fucked even thinking about yeah. it. Nah. I don't know who it was. <laughs> who was it that said no? Yeah, I don't know. It threw me though. But I was like, ah, oh, typical. You fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just out west somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't take up much of my brain. Nah, no room like, for it. Just got right? room for me. That's like a lot of people with like uh, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. A lot of them have good points in that, but I'm mm. like, bro, I literally don't have the room in my dome. Yeah. To even think about that. Yeah, I had a mad argument with my mate the other day about flat Earth. <laughs> and he's like full committed on himself. Oh, like, cunt. Surely. That's one that I will happily tell a cunt to fuck off within the first like minute or so. Yeah. Just being like, I wouldn't like, even want to have the argument, but yeah, that's the same thing. It's all people from like out west here. They, yeah. all, they all think, the, yeah, the earth's flat. Like, surely, surely if it's flat, someone's fallen off the edge then. Yeah, yeah. Where's that yarn? <laughs> Just don't even waste my time. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, mate, thanks heaps for coming on, bro. Um, like I said, it, it's been cool. Some of the info you've been able to give us, like, come in showing us a few tips with the new studio we're doing man and it's great to hear about what you're doing with levels and seeing how you're going and yeah looking forward to seeing his kick ass next year appreciate it and quinny a couple of little chrissy presents there chuck it over hey ready oh, oh, oh shocking throw levels hat <laughs> oh cheers brother cheers levels mate hat. thank you Fucking we're on Good stuff, Merry Christmas, boys. Oi, thank you so much. It means a lot to be here. And thanks for the hospitality up here. Good part of the world. Fucking, I love Queensland. So Fucking go nice. the Blues. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> nah, too easy, brother. Thank you, mate. No All job. the best. Thanks. Call them what you want. Knee knockers, golden nuggets, dice slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.